Welcome in, everyone. This is Andy Hawkins and, and Susan Harrison. And we've been off the eye this week. We have. Well off the eye. Yes, we have. And we gave some clues we about did. it. We did. So, it tell was them. foggy. Remember? It yes. was going to be very foggy. And we also dealt with the fact that I was drinking tea, which is uncommon for me. An English, English tea. English tea. We talked about this color, and we talked about our artifacts. That's right. So, we were in... The Red Rose City of Lancaster. Of Lancaster. Mm-hmm. So that, now the tea, because of what? Why the tea for Lancaster? Because of the name? England. The, England. And we're talking about the English, the War of the Roses, if you right. will, 15th century. And if Lancaster is the Red Rose City, there must be a white one out there somewhere. <laughs> That's right. We may go to it one day. We might. Uh, now... Artifacts now. We had two artifacts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was a bobbin from a textile mill. Right. And we Not had, just any textile oh, mill. Oh, no. Colonel Springs Big Mill. Yes. As it became known, it was known as the largest textile plant under one roof in the world. In the world. And this was right after it was founded in 1895. And, of course, World War I just made it grow in leaps and bounds because of the demand for cotton. Now, we were in this city, and we had a tour guide. We did. You have to use connections. Andy has taught me quite well, so we used my brother, mm-hmm. who worked for Springs for a number of years and is now retired, gave us a wonderful tour, even took us out in the country to see a historic monument to the Revolutionary War. Talk a little bit about well, that. You know, we, we, for so many years, we called it the Battle of Waxhaws, mm-hmm. but they have a monument, and then they put it up in the name of the American commander, Buford. It's called the Buford Battleground Memorial, where uh, British General Tarleton, not a nice guy, Mm -mm. when our soldiers surrendered, asked for quarter, he gave them none. Over 350 Americans, mostly Virginians, died there. But it actually turned the tide. It was actually used to rally the troops in the South. We forget how many people were with the British. We do. And that turned a lot of them. You said they a, had no quarrel with King George, but after this one, yes, they had they a quarrel did. with this. Yeah, so. it really led to the big, big victory at King's Mountain. Y'all, okay. look at your history books, folks, because right. I can't talk much about it today. Yeah, that's right. We don't have much time, do we? No, no, we don't. We yeah. don't, because we had some interesting things happen. Now, what I had brought as an artifact, of course, was a um, piece of Catawba pottery. Oh, beautiful. And we're going to be hearing from a person who worked with a Native American museum that is in uh, Lancaster, mm-hmm. uh, associated with the USC Lancaster Division. Mm-hmm. And it is an amazing, it's only one in the area. It is amazingly well done, and there's some beautiful pottery there. But we'll be hearing about that later on in the program. So, the Native American Studies Center. Yes. Is that it, what they actually call it, I believe? Right, right. And there are the many, many, many more uh, tribes of Indians here in, the, in South Carolina than we ever realized. Catawba was the only recognized tribe when they started working with yeah. this, and now there are others that South have now Carolina's been. a little slow to recognize their yes. history. Yes, yes. So, so it, it's, it was really a very, it's an eye-opening museum, and we wanted to, we'll have someone talk about that toward right. the end, so we'll be meeting that person. Now, I want to go back to the mill for just a quick minute. Absolutely. And tell me a little bit about um, what your brother did there and, and why was 
And what, what happened with the Lancaster Mill? Well, he was an industrial engineer, and I don't know exactly what industrial engineers do, but he's a <laughs> Citadel graduate, so I'm sure somebody from the Citadel can tell us that. <laughs> uh, he worked for Springs uh, for a number of years until they sold out to a Brazilian company. So I think this tour of the old Springs Mill has been as much to him today as it meant right. to us. And one section of it has been completely, the oldest section was torn down. Right. We saw part of the weaving floor, I think, right. is concrete. Mm -hmm. We saw the railroad tracks. We saw mm -hmm. that type of thing. We went through the mill village. We went through the mill sad. village. And it doesn't look like our mill village is no, doing a new bit. They're much better. better. <laughs> they do. So those were some of the things that took us to Lancaster with your brother. And he was very good about taking us to different places. So then we went downtown, and we did a very interesting thing there. And, you know, before you get to that, we need to mention that there's a whole block that's called the Springs Block for Springs yes. Mills in downtown Lancaster still. There is. And that is something, when we were downtown for the two things we did downtown, and we're going to be hearing from that. The first one was an artist, Bob Dosters, mm -hmm. Backstreet Studio, and your brother knew him, and he had been, had had been, been around him. They had been neighbors at a time. So we're going to be listening next to Bob Doster and learn a little bit about him. And he is not just a singular South Carolina artist. He's been all over the world. Right, and we need to give some credit to my sister-in-law for making sure we went there today. Yes, she did. Yes, she Very did. good. Mm -hmm. So here we are with Bob Doster. Stay tuned. Welcome in, everybody. This is Andy Hawkins, and we are in Lancaster, South Carolina, with Mr. Bob Doster's at his Backstreet Studio. And, Bob, we're on back streets, but they're important streets because you grew up near here, too, didn't you? Well, part, part of my life. Part and of your then life. Then we moved out to the country, right. which is now where the university is. But back then, that was out in the country, 60-odd well, years ago. <laughs> the university's out there, University, USC Lancaster? Yeah, my uh, father donated his house. It's the dean's house now. Amazing, amazing. And also next to you, over where you grew up, there was somebody who walked on a place that most people don't walk. Yep, uh, Charlie Duke was my neighbor when I was five years old, and he walked on the moon. There you go, there you go. Tell us a little bit about your art and how you got started with it, sir. I got started in my father's shop. Yeah, because this is metal. Yeah. That's mostly your, your is that pre predominantly what you use? Primarily. Uh -huh. Yes, Primarily. sir. Uh -huh. uh, but I got started in my father's shop. Uh, he was an entrepreneur. He was a lawyer, member of the bar, but never practiced law. <laughs> and uh, he had a furniture business, and they were only busy two weekends a month when people got paid. Uh -huh. So he started he hooked up with Del Cimuto, who was head of the art department at Winthrop at the time, and they started making metal sculpture in the uh -huh. old mattress section of the furniture store. And then he got out of the furniture business into the metal business uh -huh. uh, and he uh, actually had a big old chicken gamecock because he was from Carolina that was about five feet tall that was on uh, the Twilight Zone. My favorite somebody show, one of my being, favorite somebody shows growing up. thrown out a window and the bird looked on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I remember that episode. Yeah, I'm sure it's clear in everybody's mind. <laughs> it's in our mind because he let us stay up late enough to watch it. Exactly, exactly. Bed early. <laughs> But anyway, he let me play with a blowtorch when I was eight years old, and I think that's probably what hooked me. What what wouldn't hook one at eight uh, about yeah, a blowtorch? So, you know, Anybody played, get harmed in the development of your career? Me. Ah. 
There you go. I have quite a few burns. <laughs> uh, well, tell me, your art is seriously all over the place. Uh, what's the place you probably most, um, that means most to you about where it's been placed? That, oh, I, I have no earthly idea no on earthly that. No earthly idea? I hope it hadn't been placed yet. So you think the best is yet to come? Uh, that's, I mean, that's what I don't are. look back. I look forward. Okay. And, right. uh, you know, yeah, what I did yesterday, I got to make better today. Same thing when I'm cooking a cake or whatever. That's right. I'm going to cook it till I get it good. Then I goes in my recipe book and I'm on to a different, you know, cookies so, or cakes, whichever tastes. So you're a baker best. then. You like to bake the uh, most. That's what I, that's, you know just something I enjoy doing. Right. I can't eat it, so I have to give it all away. <laughs> Which you just offered to us, and yeah. we appreciate so that. The top you, you of your daughter's... You can comment on... on I will. On com we will, because I'm... any good or I'm, I, I love to cook, so, and but used to I, have a bread business, so I, I oh, like that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, so. I do a little bit of bread, but not not a whole lot. But, uh, you know, I found a recipe for some killer cinnamon rolls and... Ooh. Uh, and things like that. Just go on the internet, pull it down, and then right, right. try it, and then change it if it doesn't suit me, exactly. and then get it to where I want. You're a real cook. <laughs> change <laughs> if it doesn't suit you. Yeah, uh, I just did an olive bread. I have to tell you about. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, awesome that's stuff. Good. Yeah. Right, and so, but what, anyway, when you I'm, say medals, let's go back to what what you do here as well, an artist. I will go next door and I'll show you. All right. Why don't better. we do that? We'll you do that. You can see pieces in here, the smaller pieces. Right. Uh, that are usually models for larger pieces, or arch types mm -hmm, for pieces mm -hmm. that I want to make, you know, at least 10 feet. You know, one where the newest one I just finished uh, is next door, and it's uh, one of the wind pieces, and it's, you know, it, I guess it's about six feet high. And about Do they move in the wind? Uh, no, these they're are just static. representing wind. As you can see, that piece there. Mm -hmm. with that the is, curves, yeah, okay. It looks like a wind. Currents, currents, yeah, and things like that. So mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. and and it also looks like a wave. Yes, it does. So you know the two things I like best are the mountains and the ocean, and you got the wind in the mountain and the wind in the ocean, and then you've got the there waves in the ocean. Yeah. So. we'll take some pictures to go along oh, with this okay. too for folks. But I I think sometimes that's the challenge and both the beauty of radio that you also have to draw that picture with yeah. your. Well, words. I'll, I'll leave that to you. Well. <laughs> You're the wordsmith. <laughs> you I'm just a lack. Now, this looks like stainless steel. It is. Okay, so is that primarily what you work in? Stainless and core tin. Okay, um, and what is core tin? Core tin rust. Okay, okay, okay. It's supposed to rust. It gets a nice, deep, dark, rich patina on it. Okay. Now, you've done some things on this where it's flat, where you give it some dimension. How do you get... It looks like it's Use flat. Use a side grinder, but okay. you, if when you hit the sunlight, everybody that works a side grinder works it differently. You can look at it and tell. A lot of times, if you're familiar with artist work, you can recognize it by the way. It's like grind. a signature. Yeah, and it's way. just you know, like yeah. I have a crew that helps me polish and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I generally go back over it after they're done to put my final final seal on. Because I'll get a certain depth. That I'm looking for, and when it hits, the light hits it, it looks three dimensional, like you can put your it, hand in it. It actually looks like that now. It looks like on this one where it's about two or three inches in to get yeah. to that lighter part right there, where that dark kind of gets. But where it. I'm standing right now, you can't see that. Yes. <laughs> it's so just my, this is as one as of you the... walk around it, it changes. And that's, that's the whole thing about it. Right. It's not static art. That's right. There you go. Although we talked well, about there, static. it is static, but it's not. 
Yep, I agree. Time. I agree. All right. Well, why don't we take a look at some of the big things then, and I'll well, just. Well, we can go this way. All right. We're heading on up in this you're, this you're, very unique studio, I might say. Yeah, you're, this is the old property that was built in 1938. Okay. From here down, where my studio is. Uh, when I was growing up, it's farming, feed, dress shops, uh, little grocery stores, things like that all along here. Okay. And uh, the new part was built from here up in 1948, and you can see the billboard that oh, was on here. the side of. We've the, now walked into a room with tables in it. Uh, my you wife's must doing uh, tea parties, okay. things like that. Oh, fabulous! And we also rent this space out for weddings and events and right. okay. things like that. But on the wall here, you've got a Atlantic beer. And Atlantic because it's kind of. And that was back in the 30s and 40s. Well, now uh, they've revived it with a uh, mini brewery in Charlotte. So, oh, yeah, I thought I knew I'd heard was. of it. Yeah, that's great. And then the Pepsi sign, it's dated 1942. Wow, okay. Uh, we hated we had to cover it up when we came in here, but there wasn't a whole lot we could do about it. We did, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't discover it until we started chipping the plaster off the wall. So it was that's actually what, being what, protected. That's why all the dents Little and dents in it, yeah. In okay. And we ripped down the three, well, all of these buildings from here up, there were four of them. We ripped them down because the roofs had caved in and we put a garden out there. And left the walls to be like the walls of the garden? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we left the outside walls. Outside trying walls. Trying to create okay. like a little Charleston garden. There you go. Yes, and it really does look like, and this is what people can actually rent and yeah. like that, and your wife has the tea parties. Yeah. She's responsible for all the plates and everything. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The she, any, anything that's interior that's creative is all hers. Okay, there we go. You know, I, I, I don't particularly pay attention to those kind of details. <laughs> so it's good to come in pairs. So she does one, you do the other. So right, there you go. Yeah. And she also markets me and promotes me and... Uh -huh. Which is good she's, with she's phenomenal at that, she, and she's a great artist herself. Uh, we have several sculptures around here that are hers, oh, okay. but she doesn't pursue it. She was actually a student of mine when I taught at USC Lancaster. Uh huh. And, and uh, you said you had taught at Newberry too, yeah. Newberry College. Mm -hmm. So how long ago? Well, that was, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. I, I was adjunct at both of them and. Okay. That wasn't going to be paying the bills. I graduated so I had to from there a long time ago. You could have been there when I was there. Well, it would have been in, uh, let's see, the late 70s. Okay. okay. I was gone before you got well, there. Well, that's when I you know, got, yeah. out of, got my MFA uh, we're about and, and was teaching then. All right, so now we have in this room that we're in, we have a lot of, of smaller versions of things. You said there was another, where is it, where you working, your working yeah, studio? studio where yeah, we, that's next door. All right, we're going to take a little quick stop right. a minute, and we'll go over there. We'll be back in a moment. The new one. Here we are in the new studio. We're over in the, actually the working studio yeah. now with Bob Doster. And this is a new piece. And uh, all right. They kind of go up high. They, they're smaller at the bottom. They open up, par kind of parallelograms, so to yep. speak. And they're mixed together. Do you, what's the inspiration? Uh, basically, well, I uh, do a lot of visiting artists workshops mm -hmm. uh, around the state, North yes. and South Carolina. And I was in school in Charleston. And a little girl came up with a design ah. that we made a big 10-foot one out of her design for the school. And 
that one got me thinking about some other things because we did some stuff that I didn't normally do and uh, curving metal and stuff like that. Because this is quite, there's a little nice parabola, kind yeah. of a nice curve to it. Nice, nice. So what I, I have done is um, develop some shapes and I basically work with the same five shapes. Oh, and then okay. I alternate how I put them together. Uh, and this is a double. First ones were only half this big. They go up to 12 feet. And I so want to go it's to small feet. at the bottom and comes out. Uh, and it it would have that same proportion, but it would be shorter. Well, is that what you're saying? No. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is, okay. is this piece, this piece, this one, that one, and that one. That was one piece. Okay. Now I've added those same pieces, reversed it, and, and gone now out I've got wide. And we will have big. pictures for this. Yes, we uh, will. But the, this is uh, this this one. I really like the way that it works with the two of them together. Mm -hmm. It's an entirely different dimension that mm -hmm. goes on. So what I'll do, uh, it's got a core tin base which will rust. My bolts just came so in. So this, this like table piece at the bottom will remain yeah. with this. It's all of one yeah. installation. Okay, and gotcha. that's the base, and it'll rust. So it'll be a nice dark brown in contrast oh, yeah. to the Do stainless. Oh, yeah, with the stainless. Okay, yeah. And so my bolts, I just picked them up, uh, finally came in mm. that we will, they're stove bolts, so they, they're just rounded bolts. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't have this big head sticking up. Okay. And so that's what we're... So this will come out and the new ones will go in. Go in and and that will be go, flat. Okay. I have a place that I can display them up on the Charlotte Highway until that... I, what I'll do is enter it in a show and it'll go somewhere like either Rockingham or somewhere up in Virginia or somewhere Georgia, wherever. Uh, it'll go. And I usually... What I generally do with these, I make them and then, you know... The towns will generally lease them for a year, and uh, you know, and at least I get my cost of delivery and things like that out of it. I, I just don't enter shows anymore that won't cover cover the cost, cost of, them, of, yeah. of doing it. People don't realize intensive. how expensive it is. Stainless me, steel is ridiculous. Well, it has nothing to do with the materials. Oh, just really? It's a if time. this was in, it, if I take that somewhere, that's uh -huh. a day. Yeah. Time I get there, get it offloaded, get back. Then I got to go back and pick it up. Uh -huh. That's another day. And you know, if I'm not getting. So you take it to a town. Yeah. And that town will then lease it from you for a year to be a a a, sim, a certain something, something a centerpiece of the for the yeah, town. Usually will they sometimes two. buy it yeah, then? They do. <laughs> they buy it, and that's always a nice plus. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, you got. A whole different population seeing your work, exactly. and you're not out of pocket for it. You know, Smart like painters, business plan, yeah. Well, painters, you know, they'll enter a show. They pay a twenty-five to fifty-dollar entry fee. Then they got to pay shipping uh -huh. and back. So to enter a show that's up for thirty days, it might cost them two hundred fifty dollars. Well, you can't afford unless you're selling a lot, dinner right. a lot of shows. I think this is an interesting point because a lot of artists don't have, to me, I have a friend who's a sculptor, in fact, in Newberry, and it's difficult for them to grasp both the business 
in the art side of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to take my hat off. If I had one, I'll take my glasses off for you. That's that's really, really good that you have the, the handle on that. Yes, you have Susan has found a dog. And what's the dog's name again now? Muddy. Muddy. Little muddy water there, huh? Yeah. Well, listen, Bob, it has been wonderful talking with you. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, we can always give them the address and like that to come up. But uh, is there a way? Yeah, I know you have Phone a website. Yeah. yeah, go to bobdoster.com. She's got one of those okay, for good. you. Okay, good. Okay. And the phone number is 803-285-9190. And do the, not be afraid of dusty. Muddy. Muddy, muddy, muddy. That was my bad. So don't be afraid of muddy. He has a big bark in that. Wonderful. Enjoyed it. Thanks very right. much. Well, thank y'all. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Andy Hawkins, and we are in a very unique place here in Lancaster, and Susan and I are sitting across the table from uh, Professor Bent Brent Bergen. Mm -hmm. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. All right. Well, tell us about the place we are in, because I've never been in a place like this before. Well, first off, I should say I'm an archivist, and that is someone that handles historic papers and documents, uh, oral histories, letters, correspondence, all that sort of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we had established a program on the main campus of USC Lancaster, I guess it's been 13 years ago, because there was no Native American Studies program anywhere in South Carolina. Uh, and there was precious little information about Native Americans. I'm from the upstate where Native Americans are mythical. Uh, everyone's <laughs> descended from a Cherokee princess, which is crap because there was no such thing. <laughs> but everyone in, in South Carolina, black and white. I can testify to that. <laughs> I had my DNA done. I have no Native no, American blood. It's descended from some mystery Native American woman. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. But um, suddenly, uh, the city of Lancaster came up to us one day and they said, we've got an old building down town and we'd love to retrofit that and have you guys come in and be a tourism uh, destination for Lancaster and mm -hmm. we thought about it we just done our our 20-year plan and year 20 was to have a center so you know we, we put a lot of thought into it we'd been amassing a large collection of documents and like Catawba pottery we've got the largest collection of Catawba Indian pottery in the world and and all sorts of things like that and and we were like running out of space on campus. We had a closet here, we had a room here. Everything was locked up and secure. So suddenly here was this great opportunity and that just led to a mass. We we packed 1,300 pieces of pottery in one week. Unpacked Did you break 13, any of them? Didn't break a one. We know what we're doing. Right. Uh, yeah, but it you was, guys are good. It was, it was a journey, it really was. We had, we had like our our, uh, our golf team, our soccer team, we had the men's baseball team, and, and they were like bringing things down yeah. from us. It, it ended up being a wonderful partnership. Not people known for their delicacy, so no, I am no. really impressed. But, well, but good hands, hands good, good hands. hands. There was a large uh, Humana up the street was downsizing, and they just gave us thousands of dollars of like shelving and the big conference room table in my office wow. there. I mean, the university didn't have the money to buy this stuff. Uh -huh. uh, and so they just gave us so many things, just like Duke Energy came along and gave us 50 grand for display cases. It's, it's ridiculous and what a display case cost. It is, but they are uh -huh. lovely. They are. So it you, was you a, really curated things, I think. We really have. Nicely. It's, it's yeah. a wonderful partnership. So, so we continue. We've got a curator who's also doubles as an art professor on our campus. Mm -hmm. We've got an archaeologist here. We've got a folklorist here. We have a linguist. Mm. And I'm the archivist, and we've all worked together for a period of years, and uh, and our goal is to promote South Carolina's native people. There are almost, 
50,000 people who identified as native on the last census in 2010. South Carolina's got one federally recognized tribe, the Catawba, and they've got 13 state recognized tribes and tribal groups. And they're just mythical to South Carolinians who know nothing at all about I this. didn't. I knew the Catawba. That was mm-hmm. all I knew. I, but I had no idea about the other 13. My mother used to teach at Shakora High School, okay. which is named for the... I didn't know there was a Shakora tribe. They've been organized and together for 40-plus years now. So, yeah, uh, and that's that's something, you know, that's we're trying to record the histories of, of these people because, you know, a lot of them, for a long time, a lot of them just hid out in, in lands mm-hmm. that the whites had pushed them to, you know, maybe maybe the edge of a swamp somewhere, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere in the low country. And, uh, and so suddenly in the 70s and 80s, they began to come out and start claiming an, an Indian identity, and it was just amazing. They had to fight the state because the state said, there are no Indians here, they're all extinct except for yes. the Catawbas. So they had mm-hmm. some interesting challenges. South Carolina continues to still be behind the eight ball. It's only been legal for seven or eight years now to marry someone in your tribe, to have turkey feathers in your regalia. You know, I mean, that was illegal. Yeah, yeah. How so civil South rights Carolina. have been a uh, a development kind of still slow in coming to a lot of Native people right. in our area. Well, this right. has to be a real sense of pride then for those who come here with with Native background or even a sense of they probably didn't know all of this. I mean, some well, of well, it's it's been you know we've we've worked. We have a Catawba professor, and I I, I left Brooke out a minute ago. Uh, Doctor Brooke Bauer is our Catawba Indian professor, mm-hmm. um, and she has been here for two years now. And uh, and so while she was working on her PhD, um, she would send me a, a query, and and there's probably a thousand emails we shared over the years, and I'd be in the vault here, which is where all the materials are stored, and teasing out this little clue, teasing out this little piece of history, and it's. It's been a wonderful journey there as we've, we've found out so much more about the Catawba we didn't know and, and a lot of obscure references example. and things. Give us an example of something that you didn't know. Well, this, this is something very small maybe, but yeah, sure. um, you know, the, the Catawbas, several of them went to Carlisle Industrial Indian School mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And you know, their theme was at this very kind of like uh, patronizing white place, you know, we kill the Indian and save the man. Mm. You know, that that was mm. it because white culture was everything. And, mm. and unfortunately, uh, we kind of have that going on right now in our country in, in, a, in a negative way in some fashions. But it, it's it's very interesting, you know, and, and there was this uh, a Catawba boy named Wade Ayers. And, and I'm hoping they're going to find a way to bring him home. And he died. We'd always heard he died of his smallpox vaccination mm. on the, the reservation, on the at the school there. Mm. Well, I found an oral history account we were transcribing not too long ago. And the story's true, but it's not true like we've always been told. He did die of his smallpox vaccination, but what actually happened was he got vaccinated for the smallpox, and then a few weeks later he was playing football. He managed to fall on the, the place where he'd been vaccinated, and, and it used to kind of create like a, an area on your body there. He burst that open, got blood poisoning, and died. Oh. So he died from his smallpox vaccination, but it wasn't the vaccination that actually killed him. So that's just a very small slant on something we've always heard in a different fashion. Did that kind of answer your yes. question? Okay. I, I, yeah, okay. Those, that's, they're, um, that's the only thing I could just think of right off because I would just emailed someone about that this morning. So, well, but yeah, there's there, so yeah. many little stories like that, facts right. and things I've found out. Mm-hmm. But the, what we're looking at here are things of writing inside plastic sheeting, and you are transcribing this? This is, this is a local collection. I also, you know, Lancaster is uh, coming along, but in many ways we're a very poor county. 
mm-hmm. you know, all of the, some of the surrounding counties are like that. And, and now we're, we're definitely doing great in the upper part of the county is exploding and growth's coming here. But I'm the only archivist to my knowledge in this county. So I kind of double over a little bit. I was first oh. the Native American Studies archivist, then I became the University archivist. And I, I dabbled in local history <laughs> a lot too. So some, some man just came in and his family's been here for a couple hundred years. And he's like, I've got these letters. Could you help me out? And I said, yeah, I'll transcribe them for you. I love doing that. But I'm going to spread it out. It may be a month or two before I get them done. I might do one or two a day, you know. So I've been sitting here deciphering the 1870s handwriting. And, and uh, Zach, who works in our library here and, uh, and, and has his master's in library of science, he keeps coming over here and we keep puzzling words out. So mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, Spelling wasn't quite the same. There's no spelling. There's no punctuation law. They might cross the T, but they might put it over here two words later. They don't always dot their eyes, you know. If they if they are going to move a, a word to another line, they don't put a hyphen, you know. So so it's it's very very interesting, and and then there's all kinds of abbreviations and unusual mm-hmm. looking things. So it, they're fun to decipher. They are, and this is only a part of it. You've talked about there are people who are linguists and all that kind of thing. Oh yeah, here yeah, too. yeah. We've got so, a Kata- the linguist, the Catawba linguist here, uh, Claudia Priest. She's an English professor here. And uh, she was the tribal linguist on the Catawba Nation for seven years. So it is still years. a living language? Well, the last speaker died in 1963, but it's been very heavily researched. Okay. And, and uh, Becky Garris, uh, who um, is Catawba, she works for us some. Uh, she is very familiar with it. She's taught some language classes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it'll ever be spoken again, mm-hmm. but, but it's very much used for ceremonial purposes. Uh, when we opened up five years ago, uh, they wrote a prayer in Catawba. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we had an opening prayer in Catawba, so it's uh, it, it's there's been a lot of research done, and they still teach things. Uh, teach, I, I just don't know how much energy they're actually kind of having a, a language revival uh, thing on the reservation right now. They're working okay. on with uh, Rue Warren is his name. He's fascinating Catawba, and and I hope that you know, but it's going to get it going. But you you've got to start it with the children, and the children have to use it, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to make yourself speak and it's 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 um difficult it's it's, well it's it has an unusual alphabet and everything okay and and things like tanake which is hello and hawu which is thank you and unfortunately that's about the extent of my katava i (laughs) i I wish i knew a little more well all right those are things that are very exciting about how this came about and the mm-hmm. things that you can learn here. And But if you wanted to come for a particularly special day, we would recommend, we were looking at this, the Ag and Art Tour. Ag and Art is really neat. That that's uh, that might be a very special day to come because you bring in some living artists to mm-hmm. come along, along with the statics displays that you have. Well, we, we just had them here last week, too. We had the Red Rose Festival. That's our annual street festival that okay. we have in Lancaster every every spring. And uh, so, yeah, we had 10 or 12 Native American vendors here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some Catawbas. We have some from tri- other tribes. Uh, we have basketry. We have beadwork. We have pottery. pottery. A, lot, a lot of different things okay. We saw uh, some cos- sale. Uh, some clothing. Yeah. Regalia. We regalia. We had okay. some regalia okay. you could purchase okay. and, and, uh, and all sorts of things uh, for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a so, chance to get something yeah. rare and unusual. So, y'all's Ag and Art Tour is actually June 9th and 10th. Yes. And you will be here Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 4 on Saturday. Are y'all going to be open on Sunday, too? Um, I don't believe y'all are. I think 
but I remember it doesn't say there. So, but we know Saturday. So Saturday for sure. Saturday for sure. It's usually mm -hmm. one to four for the right. other. Yeah, I it's just a few hours on yeah. the Sunday. Right. So check in with them, and we'll uh, actually give the. Um, you want to give the phone number to contact here? Sure. It's eight zero three three one three seven one seven two. There you go. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Professor Bergen, and we're appreciative of the time and, and effort that you've put into, uh, all of y'all have put in, and it's, there's some things people need to see here, because we really do live in a mythical Native American and, frame yeah, of mind. Very much, and I, I would encourage you, to, I mean, you know, we've got a huge archaeology gallery, we've got, the children would really enjoy that, I mm -hmm. mean, there's nothing else like this in our state. And no, this there is really the equal is. of any gallery or museum experience you would have in South or North Carolina. There you go. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I, I work here. It's, it's true. So, so please come visit us. We'd love to have you. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back. So welcome back, everybody. Can you believe it? That was some kind of a day in Lancaster. It was absolutely fabulous. It really, really was. So now we have got to tell people, because we always do, we had two meals on our trip. We needed them, didn't we? Well, oh, my gosh. The With all that expenditure work. was incredible. <laughs> it really was. And we were at Jean's Restaurant in Chester for breakfast. On Gadsden Street, on, I believe. Oh, Gadsden Street. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, four out of five. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, people, we, this was a meet and three. So you go in, this had a lot of, was this one of those meet and threes with lots of memorabilia around the room, and it had been owned by the same people forever, and was a restaurant even before that person. Jake's. And it, Jake's, I think is what it was called. So these were very long-term restaurants. The other one in Lancaster. Oh, Sambo's 903 Grill in Lancaster. What a place. What a place. Hamburger, hand-cut. French fries. French fries. We had, and what made it the best? Oh, the waitress. Not just the food. Oh, the waitress. Oh, tell them the quotes. Tell them what we heard her say, and it was beautiful. That's right. She was kidding around with one of the customers, and he was going, ooh, you know, you be, you're just being so tough on me. She says, so you know I love you. If I give you a hard time, I love you. And there she goes. <laughs> yeah, with These her are, hands on her hips. She had her hands yep, on her yep. hips, and her head wasn't going. So. She was fantastic. Yeah. And the food was fantastic as well. Right. Four out of five again. Yeah. We won't yeah. be eating for a couple of days. No. <laughs> Take your, what was it, Crestor? Crestor. Yes. Before you go eat at these places, because they are greasy spoons. They really are. For what they were, they were excellent. They oh, really were. So we had a great time. So folks, go off the eye. Enjoy yourself. Eat. Eat. Always follow your friend's advice. Absolutely. And just get out and see South Carolina see on this, those back roads. See this beautiful state and the beautiful people in it. There you go. Thanks.